0: Chapter 50 of Fruits of the Spirit. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria de Fatima da Silva. Fruits of the Spirit by Hamilton Wright Maybe. Chapter 50. The Path to God. The endeavor to get the results of religious living without going through the processes to secure possession of the fruits of character without enduring the discipline is renewed in every generation. And the long and unbroken history of defeats does not seem to exhaust the credulity of men and women. We are willing to do everything except work out our salvation. We want a royal road to faith are not willing to take the long quiet path which is open to each one of us we long for a great and final vision of god we are eager for a complete and permanent settlement of all our doubts at the beginning of the journey we want the enlargement liberation and certainty which can be found only at the end we forget the significance of the divine commendation Well done, good and faithful servant. We change it to read, Well thought or well felt, good and faithful servant. We want to feel the presence of God. We want to be able to think our way to him in perfect clearness. We are not willing, hour by hour, day by day, year by year, with infinite patience, to so enlarge ourselves by work and life, that we shall be fitted to stand in his presence and great enough to realize him in our thought. We want strength, but we are not willing to exercise. We simply wish to pray for it. We want peace, but we are not ready to set our lives in order. We want trust and that quiet faith which is the source of joy and happiness, but we are not willing to gain faith in the one way in which it can be gained by patient continuance in well-doing it is not by thinking or feeling but by doing that is to say by actual experience that we get the knowledge and the command of ourselves and there is no other way we create ourselves by translating our feeling into thought and our thought into action there is nothing more striking in life than the gathering of lines in a man's face as the result of a great experience and a fine work well done the unformed face chiselled by work into a strikingly significant countenance for a man's countenance is a face which nature gave him moulded by his own ideals and toil the sculptor does not more certainly evoke a face out of stone by the tireless strokes of his chisel then the man evokes his force intelligence and will out of himself by bearing the burdens and doing the work of life you cannot tell him in advance what he is he cannot know himself what he is he must find himself through work the aspiration of the boy who dreams of the mastery of art is a mere desire until he learns the use of the brush the secrets of color, the control of his hands. The half-conscious energy of the youth who feels that the elements that will make him a great man of affairs are in him is a mere promise until he has taken hold of some kind of business and measured himself against men. The only road to self-knowledge and power lies through feeling and thinking into action. in action or experience only the man is wrought there and there only he comes face to face with himself by action we not only create ourselves but we create god for ourselves the anchorite finds him in no other way for his seclusion is in itself an act the saint finds him in no other way for self-denial purity and consecration are deeds not feelings or thoughts truth is slowly distilled into men's hearts for living is not primarily an intellectual but a vital process and the greatest truths have come into the world not through the door of the brain but through the door of the heart love and loyalty temptation and sin self-denial and redemption entered into the thoughts of men not by way of the philosophers but by the path that runs through every man's heart. We have come to know the greatest things because our hearts have been pierced by the great and terrible facts of life. Carlyle and Tennyson were once looking at the busts of Dante and Goethe in the shop window in London. What is there in Dante's face that is not in Goethe's? asked Carlyle. The divine was Tennyson's prompt answer. That sense of the presence of the infinite in all human affairs, which gives Dante's face its wonderful impressiveness, came not through thought only, but through experience. It was born of solitude, deprivation, isolation, banishment. It came to him on the lonely stairs in the houses of strangers. It was revealed to him in the breaking of bread in an alien land so came to shakespeare the insight which in the later plays brought into clear view the higher processes of character and revealed such a deep and beautiful vision of life so came phillips brooks's power of ministering to men and women of all degrees of experience and culture life itself is the teacher of the prophets and poets, the saints and martyrs. We cannot silence our doubts by thinking. We cannot find God by searching. But we can do his will, and then we shall know his doctrine. We create God for ourselves, and we create ourselves by action, by passing through feeling to thought into the world of deeds. We keep in his presence by doing the work and living the life of faith there is no baffling mystery about all this for the clouds and darkness which surround a man do not make the path at his feet invisible or uncertain and that path leads through rough places and smooth sometimes in light and sometimes in darkness to the summit all that a man needs to do is to keep his feet in it the road is as open to the humblest as to the greatest and the most obscure often find themselves on those higher peaks where the divine vision is most distinct. End of chapter 50.